Yes, and this is um, something I think many of us notice. You know, it's like the directing the attention supports, for many of us, supports that capacity to, you know, it, it almost generates, it can help to generate the um, the mindfulness to turn our attention to something. I think this is why it is such a widespread practice. It's really helpful. And yet, um, it does limit us if that's the only way that we can be mindful. And so this is asking to see if we can cultivate mindfulness in a new context. And yes, it does feel like you get, you, you may well be getting distracted more. That's okay. You know, that, that, you know, recognizing you're exploring a new practice, exploring something different. Part of the exploration becomes, well, what, where are the areas that I get distracted? You know, to, to get interested in that as an, as an avenue for exploration. That was actually what I was going to talk about tomorrow morning. You know, I don't have my notes here in front of me to do that right now, but I'll, I'll go into more of it tomorrow. But that's a really interesting thing to look at. Where does the mind get pulled away? Um, and beginning to kind of get a sense of that for yourself. That's interesting. That's a better attitude because when I get, I, I don't, I haven't been investigating that except to say, well, if I were going slower... <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, in this practice, in this exploration, distraction is what's happening. So, again, it's like, can mindfulness begin to infiltrate new terrain? That's you know, that's a way I've begun talking about it. It's well, like that's pretty exciting, actually. I got excited. Great. <laughs> That having that sense of curiosity will help in the, in the exploration. It, you don't have to feel like it has to be continuous. The continuity kind of develops over time through the exploration of, well, where am I present? Where am I lost? So, so yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I also like to think about this practice. It's just like, the, this is a sandbox. We are exploring here. We're exploring our minds. When we don't have that directed attention this is a new sandbox you know we're in a new sandbox so what's this sandbox like so that it's a it's a you know a new a new terrain to explore thanks yeah arthur Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty quickly, um, and without a lot of focus or any length of time or anything. And as I was asking that second question, um, how am I feeling? The, the what's my attitude? I, I couldn't keep up. Uh, it, it 
So there's a, a couple different things here that I want to point to. One is that the overall experience that you were having was being in a flow of the attention shifting from experience to experience. When you thought to ask the question about the attitude, you had an agenda, which was, what's my attitude about specific things in that flow? And that, of course, would get in the way because by the time you even ask that question, your mind's already on to the next thing. So the question instead might be, or the, the, the checking in, I mean, just again, you know, we have these ideas about what practice means and what these questions mean and see how that informs what happens. Um, what was actually going on is that the attention was in a flow from thing to thing to thing. What's your relationship to that? Not any one thing in the flow. So what's your relationship to the fact that your attention is moving from one thing to the next? Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to see if you can just explore, I mean, again, we have such an object-oriented perspective that, um, you know, when you thought about asking the attitude, it was, you were, you were uh, relating it to attitude about, in particular, sense objects, as opposed to attitude around how the mind is right now. So the, the, the mind was in a flow of noticing various experience. Actually, that isn't, the, the first part of that is, is, is very correct. The second part, it was actually a little different. Okay, go ahead, describe. I, mm-hmm. I didn't describe it well enough. My attitude was shifting. I could feel it shifting. Oh, okay. As, as uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and you could feel, could the, feel the way it impacted you. Yes, uh-huh. Well, you're already feeling it. There's no need to ask. I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, you know, again, th- there's, so you were in a, you were in a state, it sounds like initially you were in a state where you'd, you'd feel something and then like the, you said, you felt the pain of your foot and then you noticed irritation. Um, so that, that right there is noticing the experience and the attitude almost immediately. It doesn't sound like you had to ask What's my attitude? Right, there it was. And then there was this tree, the smell, and there was automatically the, the pleasant, the liking of that. And again, you didn't have to ask that. So when did the asking come in? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I don't exactly know. Uh, I, it didn't seem like I was having trouble registering the experience. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I felt myself 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then there was some confusion. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds it actually sounds like you were you were um pretty well in the flow of things until um the mind got caught by something that you couldn't quite see where there was a little bit of confusion that arose that wasn't seen as oh, confusion is arising. That's the next thing that's arising. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's what's happening. Um, so something hooked you a little bit, and then you, you got off. And then when you notice you're back, it's like, oh, okay, I'm back. What's next? Um, so it actually sounds like it was, you know, unfolding pretty clearly until there's something, you know, something, some state of mind that the mind couldn't quite recognize as just an object. Oh, confusion, that's arising right now. Searching, it sounded like searching was also arising and that that wasn't seen as, oh, that's just what the mind is doing. Yeah, so, yeah, keep keep exploring. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Kathy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is uh, sort of hard for me to connect with the word attitude. And, uh, um, I think of it as like... Um, It's it's clear that it's just an object that's arising. Right. Um, yeah, thoughts just a thought. That would I mean the clarity of mind there is wise attitude. I mean it's right attitude. It's um, as um, you know the kind of the definition for um, wise attitude is a state of mind in which that can receive whatever's happening without reactivity. You, uh, yes, yeah, and and that attitude could be complete clarity as well. You know, so it wouldn't be. I wouldn't use the word stain for that. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's partly why I wanted to say that about the word attitude, because we we sometimes will incline towards looking for something that is a stain or is a color. 
And sometimes it's the absence of. You know, the, the, the wise attitude is really the absence of the stain. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it can also, I mean, those um, those can also have flavor. a flavor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. The first thing you talked about, which was kind of a diffuse awareness of what's going on or something mm-hmm. like that. How could one differentiate between that and delusion? What's the difference? Well, I think that the difference would be um, um, clearly recognizing in the mind right now this diffuseness is arising so that it's known as opposed to being in the diffuseness and not being aware Yeah, I mean, so uh, delusion has come up a couple times in the groups, and there was some interest in hearing a talk more about what delusion is. Uh, I will probably do that in a few days, because uh, there's, there's a lot to say about delusion. Um, and again, it's kind of like, um, again, a filter. The, the filters... I'll I'll give an example, for instance. Um, The filter of aversion, for instance, the filter of not liking. Um, When we're caught in it, we believe the story of the aversion that I need to get rid of that thing in order to be happy. And and so we're caught in that um, story, and that is delusion, you know, the, the, the aversion itself contains delusion. But when we can step back and recognize aversion is happening, the delusive part of aversion can, can be released. It's like, it's like uh, okay, I'd, I no longer believe that I actually have to act on that anymore. So it's, it, and it's kind of similar in, you know, the, the, the more purer states of delusion, um, which is, that's a whole long talk about, you know, what is, I mean, so the diffuseness, for example, or confusion, um, you know, not being clear uh, about what's happening. If, um, if the mind can clearly recognize not clear is arising, we're not lost in it and we're not acting out of that. So it can be, you know, that diffuse state could be delusion. A sloth and torpor is an, is an excellent example. You know, it's, you know, we can be lost in the fog, as Kathy was just talking about, you know, the, the smokiness. And um, that can be a state of feeling like we're not clear. And yet we can recognize, clearly recognize, smokiness is happening. And then we're no longer caught in the delusion of that. It's just simply, oh, this is what's arising. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Simultaneously, yes. So I'll just repeat, just in case some people people couldn't hear that. That when you see clearly, oh, this is what's happening. There's wisdom present in the mind, so there's understanding in the mind, and delusion can't operate at the same time that delusion, that wisdom is is operating. Mm-hmm. Now, on one hand, the pattern was seen, but on the other hand, there was a deliberate choice to drop down into the body. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, sometimes those choices. I mean, first of all, just notice that that was the choice. I mean, that's that's what your mind chose to do. Choice is conditioned, yeah. just as anything else. So there were conditions associated, intentions associated with making that choice. And so in making that choice, there were probably both wholesome and unwholesome motivations that went into making that choice. Um, Some of it being, I'm sick of this, perhaps. Some of it being, would be really helpful to no longer get caught in this. That's probably the wholesome side. Um, So in making a a conscious choice like that, if it is actually conscious, I mean, because you may, I mean, we we do, it's interesting to begin to explore when is it that we are consciously participating in something? When are we actually engaged in consciously doing it? Because sometimes we, um, you know, we, we have a kind of an intuitive or a, a more automatic choice that gets made, and then we become conscious of it and, and then like leap on the back of that consciously and, and keep doing it. Um, so to, to kind of recognize when does the conscious participation begin? And when it begins, or if you're aware of the conscious participation, then look at that conscious participation. Is it skillful or is it not skillful? And if there's a mixed motivation there, which often there will be, uh, see if you can connect more fully with the um, the wholesome motivation and recognize. Yeah, there's some, you know not to dismiss the unwholesome, not to say pretend it doesn't exist, but also consciously recognize. Yeah, and there's some wanting that to go away. There's some not liking that's happening in there, so that you are becoming more uh, aware of what's actually happening in your mind. So making choices is fine. No, you know, especially when you're doing it consciously. Often choices come out of habit. You know, they're... they're There's a lot of fine territory between habit, view, and, you know, a a helpful choice. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not so helpful necessarily to try to second guess everything. 
Um, you know, it may be, well, there's the intuitive sense of, yeah, time to uh, come into the body around this. But then when you've done that, it's like, well, really look at it. You know, look at that choice. Look at what's, part, part, are, you, are you continuing to consciously engage in that choice? Is that wholesome? Is that not wholesome? I mean, this, this, this has been an interesting exploration in my own practice recently, this notion of um, how am I consciously participating in a pattern? And this came up, the first time it came up really clearly for me was such a simple example. And so I'll describe it to you because it was, it was pretty easy to, to see this. So I was at the gym and uh, I was a little bit rushed, wanting to finish at the gym to, to get home. And as I was doing, I was doing my last part of my routine at the gym, which was stretching. And as I do the stretching, I count my stretches. And I noticed that... I mean, I was consciously counting, right? I mean, this wasn't habit. It was, I was consciously counting. But I also noticed that the counting had in it um, just, just the way I was counting had the rushing embedded in it. And I recognized, well, I'm doing this consciously. You know, the counting is happening consciously. Maybe I can... Um, consciously count in a more relaxed way and that had a, a, a big shift on my you know on my experience and so that got me interested in looking at when am I consciously participating in something and it's opened up a whole interesting terrain of things it's like sometimes I think you know when when we are consciously participating in something, there is the choice that we have to either continue or discontinue engaging in that thing. Like with the counting. I could shift how I was engaging in the counting. Um, sometimes we think something is consciously happening and we try to adjust or fix or change. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, it's like we don't have any control over it. And you might find actually that some of that situation is that the pattern has already been launched and it's not a conscious choice to engage in it. It's, it's a habit that was launched and there's not much you can do other than witness it. Uh, so, you know, and, and if there is a conscious participation in it, you know, stepping back from that conscious conscious participation may not make the whole pattern fall apart immediately, but at least it, 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 it allows it to like come, come to the end of its momentum in a way. So I found this exploration of looking at how am I consciously participating in something? You know, it's, it's become an interesting part of the exploration for me to notice the, the consciousness, you know, consciously, the conscious intentions. itself that's like that's skillful obviously something that's perhaps not a habit something that's newly brought into my practice a new view or perspective that I'm using and then I will somehow some part of the mind will then take up the conscious part to extend it and somehow kind of take credit for it uh-huh. kind of like 
So there's been the kind of intuitive arising of that initially, and then the, the mind kind of picked up on it and carried it forward. I did that. I figured that out. Yes. <laughs> That's a really interesting thing to recognize. You know, when you can begin to see, um, you know, the arising of these things, you know, the intuitive wisdom that arises. You know, like, for instance, with um, Liz's example, it's possible that that was an intuitive arising of wisdom, not a conscious, oh, I should drop into the body, but more the intuitive arising, oh, body would be helpful. And then we pick up on it and, and think we've done it or we're trying, you know, we continue to do it. Um, so very interesting to recognize that intuitive arising, you know, the causes and conditions, things, wisdom arises out of causes and conditions too. And so to not um, uh, dismiss Things that arise is just, oh, well, that's just a thought. I mean, sometimes when um, things arise, they are arising with wisdom. And so this this takes some uh, discernment in a way. And then to recognize again, you know, as as you um, saw, you know, kind of the mind taking credit for it. You know, that, that you know, as you begin to see... Oh, I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps wisdom is aw- arising more frequently, you yes. know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a, a great thing to see, to notice that. Yeah. And again, to see, you know, it's fine, again, it's fine to take up that consciously in a way. But notice the impact of that. I mean, sometimes it can be helpful, and sometimes it can lead to more of that sense of selfing. I'm doing this. So again, you know, just recognize what the mind is doing with it. Are we done? Mm. Why don't we sit? <laughs> <laughs>